0: Log Talk Radio. This is Janice Tennell, your host for tonight on Beauty Talk, and um, we are excited, extremely excited, so we're going to um, just jump right into the conversation tonight. Um, we are happy to have our friend and makeup artist, Constance Faux, on the line. Uh, we want to remind everybody that if you have a comment or a question for our guests or for us, please give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. 439 now. Now I'm going to turn it over to Miss Denise. Get her on the call here. Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. Thank you guys again for joining us tonight. Um, you can um, follow along on the conversation tonight on the show, but you can also follow along on Twitter. I will be on Twitter using the hashtag BeautyTalk. And you can follow us at beauty underscore talk. Again, we're at beauty underscore talk on Twitter. And you can follow us using the hashtag um, beauty talk. And I just wanted to give a quick shout out to our listeners from last week who joined us, um, excuse me, who joined us for um, all of our replay shows, as well as for those who um, joined us the week before for our live show. So we just want to give a shout out to those people especially those, um, of course, here in the U.S., uh, for those in the U.K. who constantly um, increase in listenership, and as well as Canada, Senegal, Australia, um, and all other uh, countries around the world. We just continue to thank you guys for um, tuning in. Absolutely, absolutely. We are going on 15 years on this show, so I'm truly happy, um, and I'm just happy to get our guest on here tonight. So I'm just gonna jump right in, bring her on the line. Welcome Constance. So
1: Hello, gorgeous ladies. How are you?
0: Good. We're How great. Are How are you?
1: I am so blessed and highly favored.
0: <laughs> likewise, likewise happy. We are happy. Yes. yes.
1: I miss you too so much.
0: I, I know. Totally we miss, miss you, you too. too. <laughs> You know, it's funny because I was saying to my sister today, I was like, I was trying to remember exactly how we met you. I know it was at an event that we had in L.A., but I was like, but, but how did we come to know her? And my sister was like, well, I went on, um, what was it Model Mayhem, and she was mm-hmm. looking for makeup artists and models, and you were one yes. of the makeup artists that she found. Yes. I was like, Oh, okay, because I I just did not remember how that actually worked out. But nonetheless, we Mm -hmm. met at the event, and we've been connected ever since, which I'm truly grateful for. Absolutely. Yes. Truly grateful for. So why don't we start off by you um, just introducing yourself to our listening audience and telling everyone a little bit about um, who you are, what you do, and um, how you got started in beauty.
1: Okay, everyone. Hi, I am Constance Foe in the industry. Everybody knows me as C. I've been doing makeup professionally now for 15 years. Um, By the grace of God, I finally became union this year. It was a struggle bus, but we got there, and Lord knows I am so excited. Um, I've honestly been doing makeup all my life, but I've been in art all my life, and you know how you just go on your journey, and I kind of started in just doing um, fashion design and marketing, and then I ended up being a marketing manager, and the office just wasn't for me, and I was like, what do I really like to do? And when I was a marketing manager for Versatile Nation in Atlanta, Um, At the time, it was an entertainment group, so I was over the street team, and I was doing the girls' hair and makeup, and I just enjoyed that way more than being in the office, and I was like, you know what? Let me just step out in faith and do this for real, so I went to MKC Beauty Academy in 2007 and um, got my certificate and just worked my way up. Everything was word of mouth. I hit the ground grinding and just trying to get my name out there and let people know that I'm here and I want to work. I didn't care if it was for free. I didn't care if I was getting paid. I just wanted to do it so I can get out
0: there. Wow. I had no idea that part of your story, um, you know, where you were actually working in Atlanta. Yeah. I was there for
1: seven years. Um, I started um, out here in LA when I worked for baby fat XOXO and I was doing fashion design and I just really thought I was going to be a fashion designer when it just became boring for me to be honest um it was just being (laughs) in the factory I did not like it um it was just doing the same thing over and over and over and I found out that I am just not that person so I was like well let me try the marketing aspect of it and I Honestly, it just wasn't for me. I felt like the walls were closing in. I couldn't breathe. And I just truly enjoyed and felt free when I was doing hair and makeup. And what I love about what we do is that not only do we get to travel, but you get to meet a new person, like, every day or every week. You're just reaching out and connecting and networking with different people. And before you know it, you are, like, all over the place instead of just being in Mm -hmm. the office.
0: Right, right. And then when you and like then if you work in if you work in the film and television uh, part of the industry, um, it's like a new family every so many months. You know, uh, exactly. It's, yeah, it's a good feeling. Like you said, you just meet different people all the time. It's a constant, mm-hmm. you know, a meeting of new people and that kind of thing. It's not. Trust me, I've I've been there. I've been. Um, you know the office setting for a very long time. Mm-hmm. and um I don't think for for me it wasn't so much like this is boring, you know this is not me um mm-hmm. I was just being led in another direction and um, mm-hmm. um I you know probably had I not started doing makeup I probably would I don't know, but I'm just saying I probably would still be in an office maybe. I'm not sure, mm-hmm, but, but mm-hmm. it wasn't that for me. It wasn't like, oh, this is not for me. I can't take this. It wasn't that. But I was at the time very frustrated um, with my job. Mm-hmm. That was for sure. That was for sure. Um, <clears throat> but, again, I, I, you know, I definitely can identify with um, wanting to, to do something else and to move away from, from that. Now, you know, it's not for everybody, you know, the office Correct. situation. It's not mm-hmm. for everybody. But I was listening to what you're saying, and it sounds like, you know, you, you tried it all, like, okay, the fashion design, okay, this warehouse thing is not for me. All right, well, let me try the mm-hmm. marketing. You know, you just kept mm-hmm. trying until you, till you landed where you felt you were the most comfortable and where you enjoyed the most. Um, yeah. What were, some of the, what were some of the hurdles that you may have faced, um just getting started in makeup i mean
1: i'm not gonna lie to anybody like the hurdles really is like you're fighting yourself because you're like okay i chose this i got to kind of make it work and for myself i'm a single mom so like i have a mouth to feed and i'm like i'm picking up other jobs as well as trying to really do this you know what i'm saying and um i was more a battle in my mind and then it's just like, okay, this has to work because there is no other chance. You know what I'm saying? There's many nights that I've cried. i cried out to God, like, did I really make the right decision? You know what I'm saying? Or thank God I mm-hmm. have a supporting mom and stuff like that who truly helped me out because, again, like I said, I didn't care what it was. I just wanted to get my name out there because networking is everything. And or realize even though Hollywood is big or our industry is big, it's still very small and everybody knows everybody. And if you can just get with the right person and they be like, oh, I can't do this job, but I have someone else who can do it. You know, that's how you start picking up work and getting out there. And my hurdle was mainly like I have to make this work because I have a mouth to feed and there is no going back to the office for me.
0: Mm Mm-hmm
1: hmm so, um, yeah, mine, mine really was a mind situation, because you're always, like, you're never in competition with other people, you're more in competition with yourself, and you're right. always right. mentally going in, like, okay, like, maybe I didn't do the right thing, or maybe, and then you're like, I did do the right thing, and then it's still that doubt that comes in, and that's when you really have to lean on God and step out on your face, like, okay, I did this, and if it wasn't for me, I would have been doing something else. But, you know, anything worth having is not going to be easy. So just right. knowing that and knowing that, you know what, I'm I'm in it for the long haul, and you just got to put those right. doubts to silence and to rest. And, um, yes, you do have right. some people that oh, um talk and be like, do you really want to do this? You know, you can be making more money here, and then those words get in your head, but – You don't listen to man, like, this is you. This is what you're deciding Mm -hmm. to do, and you need to trust yourself, and you need to be like, you know what, I'm going to do this. Because if you don't believe in you, how the heck somebody else going to believe in you and put you on a project?
0: (laughs) So true, so true. Let me ask you this. So at what point were you in your career when you had your daughter?
1: Um, I literally had my career um, start when I had my daughter. I had my daughter in 2007 and um, a lot of people don't know that I was married, and unfortunately, he didn't know how to keep his hands to himself, but God saved my life when I had a daughter, because I was like, I don't want her growing up thinking that this is what love is, type of thing, and I was still going through with the office situation, so when I came back to LA, where my mom was, I was like, (laughs) you know what, I gotta pick me up, like, and get myself together because not only do I have a mouth to feed, but I got to get on the good foot and start making something happen.
0: Gotcha. So you had your daughter when you were in Atlanta. Yes. Gotcha. 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 Because I know there there are like a lot of single women in the film industry, film and television industry. Mm -hmm. And for them, you know, it, it, there's some who are married and have children, and it's, and it's quite a challenge. Like how challenging was that for you, like just trying to get the jobs and, and knowing you had a child at home, knowing that the hours weren't going to be your normal nine to five hours? Mm-hmm. How, did, how did you handle that?
1: Um, it was quite stressful, to be honest, um, knowing that I had my daughter. And at the time she was still an infant, and thankfully Again, I had a supporting family, but there are times that my mom wasn't able to watch her, and I did let my department head know or I let um, someone in there know, and I'm like, she's a good child. I promise you she won't be a problem. And I was able to take her sometimes on set, and she was not a problem, or I would just get a babysitter, and then I would have to get an overnight babysitter because we have splits and overnight in our job, and it just wasn't. You just make it work. If it's something that you really want, you make it work. There's no no. There's like, okay, well, this person said no. Well, let me see what this person does, or what is my option?
0: You know, I'm listening to you, and I'm I'm just thinking about, like, my sister and I and, you know, our journeys, you know, starting off in the corporate business world. And like I was mm-hmm. saying, for me, it, my job wasn't something like, I didn't say and i think my sister can probably agree as well you know we weren't saying oh this office life is not for me it was just that we were ready to move Mm -hmm. on from the office life Mm -hmm. um but i'm listening how you were saying you know when you left um going back to the office was not an option and Mm -hmm. for me for me i've always said you know if this didn't work out i could always go back to the office, you know what I mean? And I'm, right. I'm just saying all this stuff is kind of like paint the picture because there's so many scenarios and people do different things for different reasons. Like some people can't go back. So when they get right. out there, their hustle, their hustle is going to be different because right. um, you're like, I've got to make it because there are no more options. I've tried everything else and that's not me. You know, whereas right. with me, when I left the corporate situation, like I said, I was feeling led to go into the direction of makeup, and I Bye. honestly, I honestly prayed and I said to God, "If this is what you want me to do, then open some doors, make a way, because mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know, you know, really which way to go. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, mm-hmm. and that's what, and that's what He did." Um, but I always okay. knew that, you know, I have this other skill set that if, if something's not working out or whatever, I could always go back. But I never sat around and held on to that because I felt like I was being led that way. And if this is God leading me this way, then he's going to work it out. But, exactly, you know, I said all that to say it's like people have so many different scenarios. I remember a young makeup artist when I was first starting out, she was starting out. We met on an independent film. And she was mm-hmm. so excited about she was so excited about makeup, as as was I. But she mm-hmm. had a good job, she had a house, and she quit her job because she was so sure that this makeup thing was going to work out. But when I tell you she was new, I mean like really new in makeup, and like wasn't really mm-hmm. established. And she quit her mm-hmm. job, and a few weeks a few weeks later, she was out looking for a job, but. She, the job that she had, she had been there for a long time. So you know when you're on a job for a long mm-hmm. time you have all these benefits and you're established and this, that right. and other she left left that. And when she mm. left that she gave she gave all of that stuff up now to mm-hmm. start all over again in business. And then she's right. already still very new in in makeup. You know, with my mm. sister and I we continued to work our corporate jobs when we first started doing makeup. Mm-hmm. We continued to do our corporate jobs, get a, you know, a regular paycheck, every whatever it was, you know, and then mm-hmm. we just mm-hmm. kept making waves and, and building a resume over here on the makeup side. So that way when we right. finally left, you know, and we both were doing this in two different states. She was in Georgia. I was in mm-hmm. Maryland. And you know, but we were working and building. And so when we, the different times that like, I think she, she went full time long before me. But, you know, when mm-hmm. we went full time in makeup, you know, we already had a little resume built in the makeup arena. So it wasn't just like, oh, I'm brand new in makeup. I don't have a job anymore, but I'm brand new in makeup. You know what I mean? It was, right. it was just kind of right, like right. one thing led to another and it was like an easy flow into the new thing. And then you go from right. there. You know so many right. people get so many people get so excited about makeup that they sometimes forget to plan um or mm-hmm. you know, they're not thinking about they're not thinking about, oh, this makeup thing you might be working today or working this month, but you mm-hmm. might not be working next month versus your mm-hmm. corporate job. You work in every single day unless you get fired or something, but you're working every day, and you're right. you're pretty much guaranteed a paycheck every two weeks, months a month, or whatever the situation is right but um, right. so what kind of advice with all that being said, what kind of advice would you give someone who's kind of was very similar to you or very similar to us where they may be trying mm-hmm. they you know in the office or some kind of other career, and they're like, okay, this is not for me, it's time for me to move on to what I love, which is makeup or hair or something in the beauty industry, mm-hmm. what um, what kind of advice would you give to them as they're trying to transition into the new thing? Um,
1: Honestly, well, I can say this. The school I went to out here, um, MKC Beauty Academy, they did prepare me for that because it was all real makeup artists in the industry, it wasn't um like someone who worked at Sephora not putting them down or anything, it's just like they were preparing us to be on set, and they did allow us to know that, yo, you need to learn how to manage your money because you know what, you can be booming this month, but next month you may not work at all, and um the advice that I have for people is to be realistic, you could be one of the best yes. makeup artists that came out of this generation, but if you don't have the connections, you don't have the um, the right person or got with the right team or click, unfortunately in our industry we have clicks, you won't be working the way that you think you're going to be working. And also get in mind that you won't be making the type of money right off bat that you think you're going to be making. Yes, they have artists out there that are making $1,000 a day, or even more than that a day. But know that you're not starting up there. You are really starting at the bottom, and you're working your way up, and you're making a name for yourself, and you're putting your time in. Um, I do tell a lot of the young artists that I speak to now, because of social media and everything like that, they, they make it seem like it's an overnight situation, and it is not. Nothing is overnight. You really do have to put in your time. You can't just be able mm-hmm. to do makeup on yourself. You need to be able to do makeup on other people and other ethnicities. You Please don't think you like, oh, I can do this person or then I can go to the darker range and do the same exact thing. No, you need to know shapes. You need to know color. You need to know the color wheel. It is so much that you need to know within yourself before you step out there and be like, I'm going full force and I'm quitting everything. Do your research. Put in your time with these classes. Take classes first before you be like, oh, I'm about to do makeup, because unfortunately a lot of artists right now are finding out that
0: you this
1: wasn't what they thought it was.
0: Right. Absolutely. You made some, some very good points there. Um, Some people just don't get it, but that was really, really good advice. Um, And I I know we all can talk about times where just coming up through this this business where, you know, things got slow and Mm -hmm. no money was coming in, Mm -hmm. you know, and trying to figure out and find out, okay, you know, what do I do to try to find the next gig? And I remember – um, I left my job and that turned out to be a, a great situation, um, when our office was shutting down, but I left my job in the end of January or was it end of February. End of February, I believe it was, of two thousand five.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: um, you know, I didn't miss a beat. I went straight into um I was gonna try to like freelance full time at, um, I'm trying to think. What was the cosmetic brand that I was working, that I was freelancing with at the time? Uh, Smashbox, Smashbox, I believe it was. Yeah, I was. A free, mm-hmm. I was going to freelance. I was going to freelance more, like on a full time basis with Smashbox. I was also going like, mm-hmm. to take a job as as a nail tech at this um, black owned nail um, beauty, you know, salon or whatever. And um right and then I never really got to do that because film and television uh movie came about a, a film came about and I went to work on that and then the rest is history but um you know it kind of I left that one day and a couple of days later I was in New York working in fashion week with Smashbox and, uh, and mm-hmm. then I was in Atlanta after that after that working on a movie and it just went that was two thousand five. 2008 came along, and that's when there was like a writer's strike or something, and Mm -hmm. things got very slow, things got very, very slow. Very slow. And um, at that point, it's like there's no money coming in. You know, and that was the first time for me. That was the first time for me. I always had a job where I got paid every week or every week or every two weeks. You know, um, yeah. here I go. I'm not making. I'm not making anything, but you know, I have the bills, right. the car payment, and all that kind of stuff. You know, so right. It's just like how. What are some ways? And this could be something my sister can chime in on as well. But what are some ways that we could share with listeners? You know, who are who are in, who are freelancers in this business? Um, like things that they could do to try to find the next job? Well, for one, save your money. Yeah. yeah. When you make it, save it. Like, there's, especially there's so much stuff going on here in Atlanta now. I see it all the time. You have all these people who are new to the industry, and they're working, working, and they're making all this money. And the first thing they want to do is buy a new car, you know. They got all the handbags. They got all the shoes. Um, and mm-hmm. if that's your thing, that's, that's your thing. But, you know, if let's just say if work dries up in Georgia, what are you going to do?
1: Exactly. Um, you know, I'll, you I'll made your home. You've got to save your, your money. Yeah, you have to save your money because, especially with inflation and everything like that, you always put up something. Um, and just to weigh your options like I do know some artists that um, would work at a counter sometimes just to get something going until they get called for a job and some counters do are flexible just like when actors work at restaurants then they can go and come and go as they please but um, just mm-hmm. save your money Keep your options open. Make sure you're in constant communication with your artist friends and let them know, hey, I am looking for work if you know of something, because they may come on to a project where they can bring other people on. And you just got to be very vocal and don't just sit there and be like, oh, somebody will call me. Um, Sometimes you can go on the Internet and look at see if people are hiring um, with the production because sometimes they do have it in LinkedIn um sometimes they do have it on some of these hiring places um thank god for me my, all of my gigs literally have been word of mouth but that's again be vocal let people know hey i am looking for this um if you know of somebody i am willing to travel like let them know what's going on with you don't sit there and be silent
0: right and I was gonna add to that I say a little bit, something a little different, like you were talking about going online. What I was gonna say was i know i I would just take it back to some of my old school ways things that I was doing when I first started out but and it's mm-hmm. been what it's been about what twenty four years now, so my thing is um I was gonna say like you know we used to mm-hmm. always put our names and set up a profile in these um they used to have these little guides like I think I did Maryland, Georgia, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and Virginia. Film and TV yeah. guide. And so I I had a profile in all four guides. So I was living in Baltimore at the time. So I could always work, you know, to to work in Philadelphia or it was nothing like an hour 15 minutes away. To work in Northern Virginia is like an hour away. You know, so I had it in the Virginia yeah. guide. Yeah. So. The, you know, and then Georgia. I was always going back and forth to Atlanta to work, so I had my profile set up in those guides, and yeah. so I got a lot of I got a lot of calls from that, uh, especially that Maryland and um, the Maryland and the Pennsylvania one. I got a lot of calls for Baltimore and Philadelphia okay. work, so those things do work. Um, yeah, you know. And they still do have those. So that, that kind of thing does work. You go on the film, um, whatever state you're in, go into their uh, their film office's website and you can see what's, what's out there. Now, if you're someone that's not interested in film and television, and then, of course, I suggest you, like you were just mentioning, like going to the makeup counters, mm-hmm. trying to work that way. Um, yeah, and then I, I do always... know for
1: weddings, they do mm-hmm. have, like, there's always, like, a wedding expo. Like, go there. We have, like, the Palooza and stuff like that. Like, go up there and say, hey, I'm XYZ, and I would like to work with you or collab with you. And people are always looking, especially wedding expo, people are always reaching out because they need someone mm-hmm. for a wedding or they want you
0: to do this photo shoot. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing about it is, it doesn't take a whole lot of thinking. It's just real simple mm-hmm. stuff. It's real simple yeah. stuff. Uh, but but you have to get past the fact that somebody's just going to reach out and call you, or somebody's going to throw an opportunity mm-hmm. in your lap. You know, you have to mm-hmm. get up and, and do the work. I will say that. Um Yeah. But yeah, it's it's that simple. And then, like you both were saying, definitely save your money because while you're out there looking. For the next thing, you're going to have to be able to uh, support yourself. And also just to to,
1: um, relay on that, as a makeup artist, don't just be a beauty makeup artist, especially if you're trying to be within film and industry. Literally learn other skills. Learn special Mm -hmm. effects. You don't have to build a monster, but at least know how to do a bald cap or a bullet hole because that'll make you more desirable for other people. Um, learn how to do simple hair if you want to, just mm-hmm. so you can say, oh, I do this, I do this. So that they'll be like, oh, I can put this person here because they can switch up and they don't just do makeup. I have learned over the years you can't just do one trade.
0: Hmm. Well, especially if you're like freelancing, going from job to job. Now, if you're in, mm-hmm. the, in in a union then you have to pick one. But yeah. unless you're somebody's personal. But um Yeah. But outside of union work, you definitely whatever you got you can use. Um, mm-hmm. and that makes you more marketable for sure. Yeah. Definitely. And I do know with commercials,
1: I don't know how they do it out there, but I do know out here mm-hmm. commercial wise it's best that you know mm-hmm. both because they only hire makeup artists, but they want you to do hair. But when you're on film and television, you have to only be on one trade.
0: Yeah, commercials are like that um, on the East Coast too. Because um, okay. I remember back when I lived in Baltimore, still I did a lot of commercials, and a lot of times they really did want you there because mm-hmm. they only want to they only want to hire one person. Which yeah, I always thought was bad because I'm like that's that's their way of getting over. Um, Mm -hmm. because truth be told, they really, they don't want to pay those two separate budgets. They just want to take an amount, lump it all together and say, okay, now you do hair and makeup. Right. So, um, Mm -hmm. but speaking of hair, um, Mm -hmm. I make, well, you have a cosmetology license. Yes. Was it, was, you know, you doing hair, was it something that you decided, like, okay, I'm going to do hair, I'm doing hair, but I like makeup better, or was it the goal always makeup?
1: Um, for me, the goal was always makeup, but like I just said, mm-hmm. um, once, as I've been working and stuff, I found that I need to make myself more marketable. So I, w- I mm-hmm. went back to MKC where I was able to get my license and, um, I just was like, how can I make myself more marketable for people to pick me up? And if you do mm-hmm. hair, I mean, even if it's just simple hair, it doesn't have to be extravagant. Even, nowadays, um, knowing how to do a wig, anything to let, you, let people know you need to be on their team. Like, that's how I got into special effects. Like, I always wanted to do makeup, but once you start your journey, you'll find out that you need to do more. And you just, gotcha. if this is something you really want to do, you invest in yourself.
0: Right. Right. In your opinion, what do you think makes, because, you know, we we see a lot. Nowadays, everyone's a makeup artist. I was talking to a mm-hmm. photographer over the weekend, and she was talking about the business has changed. Now everybody's a photographer. Well I'm sitting here saying mm-hmm. myself, well, that's the same thing that's the same thing with makeup. Everybody is a <laughs> makeup artist right so, right so we've, we've seen over the years um, and you know you see a lot of makeup artists out there. You see a lot of stuff on social media. Um, what do you think makes a great makeup artist what What skills should they possess? What is it that makes a great makeup artist? In my opinion, a great makeup
1: artist is someone who's always willing to learn. They don't know everything. There's always a different way to do something. Like I tell my daughter all the time, there's more than one way to reach five. Don't get stuck in a way. I also think a great makeup artist is able to take constructive criticism without taking things personal I believe an amazing makeup artist knows themselves and are able to be around other artists and still be comfortable with themselves because there are situations where you have a slew of makeup artists and you may get a little intimidated, but just know who you are and know what you bring to the table because you're not going to do makeup the way the other person does makeup, but you're there for a reason.
0: Mm -hmm. An amazing
1: makeup artist is, someone who helps other people. There are so many artists now because of their journey that will not help a a new coming artist or tell them anything. And that is extremely frustrating to me because I'm like, we all started somewhere and someone helped you like pay it forward type of thing. You know what I'm saying? I, I personally Mm -hmm. don't like it. I make sure I try and help as many people as I can because where we have to pass on what we know we're we're not going to be doing this forever, you know. Um I also think a uh, amazing makeup artist is someone who knows their craft. Please don't get on here uh or any um set or even just doing prom makeup like everybody doesn't want to look like a drag queen. It's unfortunately that's the look these days and God loves who anyone who loves that but you don't have to have 12 pounds of makeup on going to target like you need especially in film you have to know how to do barely there makeup like it is it is a art to be able to do barely there makeup it takes a little bit longer but you have to make their skin look like their skin like they have nothing on and people think you have to put more and you don't less is more and just to know when to great mm-hmm. makeup artists. And I mean, just
0: to add to that, okay. just to add to that, mm-hmm. one of the reasons why less is more, and you have to learn how to pull back in film and TV, is because of the new, because of the, um, the technology with these cameras, mm-hmm. and it's forever, it's forever advancing and and mm-hmm. getting better and better. And these cameras, these cameras see more than the natural eye, so. You know, mm-hmm. less is definitely going to be best, mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. Now, like we said at the top of the the show, um, you were one of the makeup artists that worked um, at one of our pre-BET award show mm-hmm. events in LA, and I think you even did our makeup for uh, the the little web mm-hmm. series that we were doing. Um, but mm-hmm. then you and I had the opportunity to work together. Mm-hmm. Um on a mm-hmm. around right mm-hmm. about what time was it was it during that time? Because on that on that web series you did hair and makeup actually. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at what point did you know you wanted to go um did you wanted to join the union?
1: I want to say it was a couple years after when you and I had worked together. Um, more so, my union goals were because I was a single mother and I wanted the benefits more for my daughter. Um, we, I wanted to be able to make sure that she was taken care of if something happened to me. I wanted to make sure mm-hmm. that, you know, um, the health care alone is worth all the trouble. It's just like I wanted to be able to get on certain things that you would not be able to get on unless you're union. And that Mm. was like I didn't want to just do websites. Like I wanted to be on a movie. I wanted to be on a TV series. And certain TV series and movies, you have to be union or you have to have someone who care about you enough to get you a waiver. And that is hard as it can be.
0: Hmm. So true. So true. So, so let's talk a little bit about that whole union journey. So when you decided that that's what you wanted, like, how did you go about getting your days? Because um, California I, is a union I, state.
1: Yeah, very much so. Um well, when I first started, um, I asked around, and I said, well, of course, you've got to ask questions. How do you get in the union? And then, of course, they send you to the website, and they start you out with contract services, and contract services basically breaks everything down to you. Either you can do 60-60-60, which is the devil. I'm going to let everybody know that is the devil. Um, or you can do 30 union days. Now, it can be any show, or commercial but what they don't tell you is commercial and full roster are two different things. You can do thirty commercial days and become a commercial roster, but you won't be able to yes. do a movie. They don't explain yes. that to you. They just say, Oh, just let get me, thirty days.
0: Let me let me stop you really quickly for one second, Constance. I'm glad you said mm-hmm. that and before you go on, let me just <clears throat> let everybody out there who's listening who may be interested. You're absolutely right, but I don't want you to get it confused. If you are living on the East Coast then you, and you are interested in the union, then you would need to be trying to get into IOTC Local 798, which is out of New York. Constance belongs mm. to IOTC Local 706 out of L.A. County. Now, the thing is, on the East Coast, you know, we have that where you do your 60-60-60 or whatever it is, and it could be any of that stuff. You, do, you can do mm-hmm. commercials, mm-hmm. film, television, uh, theater, and once you get in, you're in. But what you're saying is if you're doing commercials, then you've got to do all commercials to get in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, keep explaining. Keep explaining. I just wanted to if anybody was listening did you get confused.
1: Oh yeah. Well, um, for seven hundred six, um, if you do, if you get your waiver for commercial, it will only go to commercial days. You can still be trying to get your movie days, but once your um, special skills waiver comes up and they say okay, um, contract services is sending your um, work over to seven hundred six. Seven hundred six is going to let you know you have fifteen union days, and then um, on commercial, and you have. 20 union days in film, some union days, because they won't collab. They will not put them together. And that is frustrating. And I know so many artists that have literally cried and was like, it's already difficult to get a union day, but they do not let you know that they will separate them days. So know when you're going for your days, know what you want to do because that's what you need to focus
0: on. and so how did how did you get your 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 film and television days?
1: Um, I okay, well, let you guys know this. I was the very first diversity hire on our coast for a new TV show for Apple Plus, um, because thankfully, they're wanting some diversity on sex these days. And um, there's not a lot of us. There's a lot of us that there's not a lot of us to the point that we're always working because they want diversity on set. So my department head, who is a white woman, um, she knows me from other stuff that I've been on her with, and she actually fought for me with our production. So know that um, when you're getting union days, your department head can't get you the waiver. The production has to get you the waiver. And at the time, um, Randy was over everything, and he was like, no, there's more than enough um, makeup artists that can do it. So um, that's when my production was like, well, we want Constance. How can we make this work? It is a blessing if you can get someone to fight for you because your department head can't do it. The production has to do it. And so they came up with a diversity hire waiver for me. And I had 85 days already. But with this show I was automatically in because it was three months and it was past the thirty days. And so I automatically walked on as a full roster.
0: So so the show the show that you were doing was a union show? Mhm. Okay. So you needed the waiver to get on the union show? Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because a lot of people have to go the non-union route to get their mm-hmm. days. And so mm-hmm. that's why I was curious as to what your journey was, um, you know, for getting your days. So the, all of that, yeah, took not, place, mm-hmm. did that take place this year?
1: Um, yes, at the top of the year, I want to say, um, what was it, most Like April is when everything was in movement. And the crazy part about, my um, diversity hire that they also don't tell you because they say just get a skills waiver and stuff. And usually your skills waiver is a skills waiver. They combine them. But since my skills waiver was a diversity hire skills waiver, they wouldn't combine it. Like I said, I had 85 days, but they would not combine it. They made me go through the show with just that hire to walk on. And majority of I had um, commercial days, and I had um, what is that regular union days. And I literally just needed like five regular union days, and they wouldn't let that um, diversity hire mix with a regular skills
0: waiver. And so, like before, okay. So what were you doing before this year, and before all of that happened? How were you getting How were you getting work and getting your days?
1: Um, honestly, I was doing a lot of commercial, uh, I have, again, I have a network, um, I'm a part of different cliques and crews that will just pull me on. It was more so like you said earlier, getting out and doing the footwork, like literally saying, hey, I'm available. If you have something coming up, let me know. I want to be on it. Um, I was not quiet at all. And you guys know me. I'm not a quiet person. like I want to work I don't care what it is and that's one thing that I have found with a lot of the new um, makeup artists they care very much what it is they think they're gonna be on Wakanda tomorrow without doing the work of getting there and I personally didn't care I didn't care if it was union or non-union one because I wanted to make the money because I have a child to see but two I still needed to get out there and show that I'm working and I don't care what it is. I just need to work.
0: Got it. Got it. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny because there are a lot of people who want this business and they're not willing to do the work you said something earlier when you first introduced yourself and you were talking about, you know, you know, doing, doing the different jobs. And you said you were willing to work for free or, you know, for anything. Nowadays you can forget that free stuff. Nobody's Mm -hmm. willing to work for free. Nobody's willing to do whatever it takes to get in. They just Mm -hmm. want to get in, especially, you know, here with Georgia being a right to work state, you know, so many people mm-hmm. think that means that they can just walk up on any job that they that they please. And so many union mm-hmm. members think, oh, they can just hire who they want. This is a right to work state. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily supposed to work that way. Um, mm-hmm. But because people are making it work that way, you know, you have so many, um, so many makeup artists who are just getting on these union shows and, um they don't have the skills. They don't have mm-hmm. the skills. You know, so many people are coming from reality TV, and that's just not real television makeup. Mm-hmm. It's reality TV makeup. You know, they don't have the experience with episodics, not even sitcoms. Right. They just don't have whole television experience. And it's so necessary that, with, you know, with all the projects that are like, especially coming here to Georgia now, it's necessary that you have the skills to do the job. Mm-hmm. You have to have the skills to do the job because you're only going to look foolish when you get on a show and you don't have the skills and people are going to look at you like, oh, you know, well, how long have you been a makeup artist or how long have you been in the right. union? And the fact that you call you know, the fact that you're a union makeup artist, but yet you don't have the skills to do the film and television work it makes people wonder, mm-hmm. well, how did you get in? You know, like there are new somewhere because how did you get in? So my advice to people would be, if this is the industry that you want, really research it. Research who the key players are in the industry. You know, mm-hmm. find out what, what they did, with, if you can, or, or how they're doing it now, and mimic that. You know what I mean? Right. If you see that people have certain skills figure out how to get those skills. Like you said, you know, you have Mm -hmm. to invest in yourself. If you want to grow as an artist, you have to invest in yourself. So if you really want to be in this business, you really need to do the work and get the education that's necessary to be in this business.
1: And just to piggyback on that, like, I've run across people, learn how to read a call sheet. Like, learn how... Oh, my In God. Continuity. <laughs> we've, we've come across people who can't even they, – they didn't take a picture, so they can't go back to it. And I'm like – or say they're missing that day. We don't have a picture. So the next artist can make that person or talent look how they did it. Like, it's so much craziness going on. So I definitely agree with you on research and learn what's going on because that's your department. Camera is not going to tell you how to do your job. YouTube isn't going to tell you how to do your job. Like, get up under somebody and study and learn the ropes.
0: That's it. That's it right there. You know, that's it. The people that you're working with, learn from them. Watch them. Sometimes you don't even have to ask questions. Sometimes if you just sit there and you observe them, you watch them and you listen to them and you study that call sheet, you'll learn everything you need to know. Mm -hmm. And even if there's something that you do need to ask, don't be afraid to ask. People, I Mm -hmm. mean, people, I think people love the fact that somebody's asking the question and wanting to learn more about the business. Because the worst thing you Mm -hmm. can do is sit there and pretend that you know how to do things. And you don't. Because Baby. the last thing a department head <laughs> the last thing a department <laughs> head needs to do is spend time training you on how to do something that you thought you could do. Mhm. So if there's something that you can't do, you know, don't you know, if somebody asks if you can do certain things, don't don't you know, don't lie. Just say no. If you don't know how to do it, say no. The people will be more than willing to show you. Mm-hmm. That is
1: 100% correct. I was on a show where I was department heading and I was looking for um, artists and I asked them, do you know how to do this? Do you know how to do a ball cap? We're, um It's a sci-fi situation. Do you know how to apply prosthetics? girl told me yes. I went on the strength of that. The day it comes down to put on the prosthetics, she's just standing there. And I was like, okay, I need you to put on this prosthetic, this prosthetic. I need it to be done within an hour. Um, I need you to color correct and everything. And she was like, I don't really know how to do that. And I'm like, but that's what you told me. Like, don't put a department head in that position. Be honest.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Be honest. And people are being dishonest because they don't want to turn the jobs down. Um, but the, mm-hmm. the sad part about it is you're being dishonest so you can get the job. But then when you can't do the job, what do you think's gonna happen going forward? No, that person's not going to hire you. So you may as well be honest and mm-hmm. say, I can't do it. So if they still hire you, they can show you, or they just go and mm-hmm. get somebody else. Either way, at least the thought that comes to my head when they say your name is something nice instead of, oh, that's the girl who couldn't do such and such. I'll never hire her Mm -hmm. again, that kind of thing. So it pays to to be honest about it. Most of the time people are hiring people that they can get along with, people Mm -hmm. that they know are nice. It's more about who you are when they hire you versus what you know and what you don't know because anybody can be taught. Right. It's always, it pays to just open up and say, I can't do it. Or I haven't done it in so long. I would probably hold Mm -hmm. up camera trying to get it done. You know, just be honest. Right. Right.
1: And another thing I can say is don't be afraid to learn it or to even try it. Because, yes, it does look intimidating, but once you do it, it's just like second nature. It's just like doing regular makeup. You do it so much, it comes like a drop of a dime. Like, you just do it and keep going. Don't be afraid to try special effects. Don't be afraid to apply a prosthetic. Because a lot of shows these days, you're applying prosthetics. It's not just yeah. beauty makeup.
0: Yeah, these these, <laughs> these shows go all the way out now. <laughs> It's a baby. Bit of You'd be like, what? I mean, every everybody's fighting and cutting and everything these days. So yeah, you're gonna be putting scratches, black eyes, bruises, playing ball caps, you name it. It's happening more than it used to.
1: And another um, thing that I have to tell you guys: um, learn how to separate your personal from your work because you are around a lot of different energies and a lot of different spirits, learn how to contain you because a talent can come in one way and be the nicest person and then another talent can come in and they're going through something and it can trigger you and you can lose their job because they'll let you go before they let talent go.
0: That's so true. So, so true. Sure will. It's, uh, yeah, because they need talent to make that project. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mhm. And they figure they could always get another makeup artist or you know or hairstylist, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know, they need that talent, especially if it's a name somebody, if it's somebody that people know. Most of the time, they
1: mm-hmm. they
0: need people who are popular to help sell the movie.
1: Mhm.
0: Um, unfortunately,
1: I just saw that happen with a friend of mine. She was going through something personal, and it leaked over into work, and they let her go. And, you know, if you have, if you have a good relationship with your department head or um, whatever is going on, and it may be something that's really, really crazy, just be like, may I have this day, like, be honest with your circle and say, can I have this day? And they'll bring on another artist or you can actually have the day because they don't have that many talent on that day. So you can get yourself together to be able to work the next day. Don't let stuff continue to pile on, pile on, and stuff like that, because pressure bursts a pipe. Something will occur, and we just don't want it to happen to you to where you lose your job.
0: Yeah. That's something else. It happens all the time. Yep. Well, Constance, one last thing. What would be Mm -hmm. your, now that you're in the union and you're excited about Mm -hmm. it, what would be Mm -hmm. your dream job? Okay.
1: I would love to be on a show like Game of Thrones. I mm-hmm. love mystical. I love I wanna go to location to where we're there's six months out of the year and making it happen. I love stuff like that. Like I wanna do something where we're creating real characters. And I just wanna be a part of that. Like, especially when it comes out and we see everything that made it happen. Like, everybody is connected to everybody. Every department needs to be there to make this happen. And a lot of people will be like, oh, well, camera, there's a – no. Every department has a purpose. Everyone is there for a reason. And I absolutely love the camaraderie and the family that you get when you're on long shows and just to be on something Mm -hmm. that is fantasy or something – I would love that just to be in a remote area, just – Building and making a show, or and or a um, movie, like Lord of the Rings, hmm. something like that. Hmm.
0: Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> <Now we laughs> <see what you're laughs> and it'd be the
1: longest hours God ever died for. You'd be like, oh my god, a show. But but like once you see everything come together, you'd be like, you know what? I was a part of that. Like, I never
0: right. get tired of seeing my name in the credits. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I tell exactly you, <laughs> there, there'll be some that's days where you'll be like, I don't even care about my name in the credits. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right.
0: Well, <laughs> that's how I'm feeling about this show we're on now. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. How many more days? like we're only on what crazy. day 21 of, of 90 like oh my god come on right
1: <laughs> right. and, and you like, right. for true it is so crazy when you're going through it you're like oh my god this is hour 22 jesus i'm still on it and she's like, okay, but once you see everything and you see your hard work, you see what you guys came up with, because it's not an I. It literally is a team situation because you don't do it on your own. And you're just like, right. wow, I was a part of that. That exactly. That still gives me goosebumps.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. 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 Well. Last question. What is your definition of beauty? Ooh. My definition
1: of beauty is honestly being comfortable with you. Because if mm-hmm. you like what you see in the mirror, can't nobody tell you nothing. Mm-mm. You love you love your flaws, love the great things about you, because God only made one of you, and you are perfectly, wonderfully made in his eyes, and you are beautiful. And if you know you're beautiful, that's all that matters.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Well said. Well said. Oh, thank you. Well, I can't wait for the day when we can work together again. Yeah. We're going going to try to make it happen from one way or another. Well, you know my next
1: goal is to be in y'all union because, you know, I'm trying to be
0: in all the unions, honey. (laughs) Girl. Well, you're 706, so it don't stop you from coming here to work, so.
1: Oh, not at all. You know, I try, honey.
0: I know you do. (laughs) You know, I will put that shit in the overhead and keep it pushing, honey. And keep it pushing. (laughs) Oh, wait a (laughs) minute. I got to say this. And your daughter is how old now? She is 15. Literally when I started my career. It is
1: crazy. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: 15. Wow. Y'all
1: can have her. I
0: promise you. Y'all shouldn't tell me. <laughs> Y'all
1: talk that much.
0: <laughs> oh, she's going to make you proud one day. Mm-hmm. She's going to make you proud. She already and I'm sure has she's proud like, of me. Like,
1: mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, she actually told me she was proud of me. She, um, When I finally made it, she was like, you know what? I know you've been trying, and I'm very proud of you.
0: Oh, and when I tell you, I cry like a
1: baby.
0: Oh, sweet. (laughs) Nice, nice, nice. Well, you were made for this, and I know you are going to, you know, do well, have a very successful career. So glad I found you. Well, you know, I studied y'all,
1: so I know I'm going to do fine.
0: You're going to be all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. Well, thank you so much. You know, we about, what, three hours different, and we got some early right. call times over here. <laughs> yes, I got to be to work for 4 a.m., yeah.
1: so I love
0: y'all. <laughs> right. <laughs> you too. <laughs> all right. Okay, thank, thank you, you guys so guys much for, for joining me. us. Absolutely. You're welcome. Right. Have a good night. Thank you guys for tuning in. That was Constance Foe. we were speaking with. She's an L.A.-based makeup artist and new to um, the union for film and television. So um, go out and follow her on social media. I forgot to um, tell her to shout out her social media websites, but she is on all social media outlets as um, she's at Crazy Sexy CrazySexyBeautiful.com. So that's F O E, which is her last name. B E A U T I F O E, crazy, sexy, beautiful. Fo, is her handle on all social media um, outlets. Again, she is Constance Foe. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Greatly appreciate it. Um, and what else? What else? What else? Any news to share before we go off? No news to share, but you can follow us on all social media. We are beauty underscore talk Um, on Twitter. We're beauty underscore talk underscore media on um, Instagram. And on Facebook, we're beauty talk online. And then you can follow Janice and I both just simply by our names. um, At Janice Tunnell. J-A-N-I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. And at Denise Tunnell, that's D-E-N-I-S-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L, that's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All right. Are we jumping on uh, Twitter faces? Why not? All right. But you know what? Sharon Tina is listening right now. Sharon Tina, you have to keep us to half an hour. All right, so I'm going to give her till 10.10 to set it up. And 10.40, we're going to be getting off of there. Sarantina is the timekeeper if she jumps on. It's 10.05. I'll have it set up by 10.07. All right. Thank you guys again for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. Tune in next Sunday night at 9 p.m. And we'll do it all over again. Again, we thank you um, for listening. Have a good night. Good night.